Hi everyone, this is Saud Masood. Welcome to episode number three of the Saud Masood podcast, where we share, learn, and grow together. Today I'd like to talk to you about how to deal with negative people in our lives, these negative energies that talk these toxic individuals that bring us down, cause us social anxiety, cause us emotional pain, and many of us carry that pain throughout our lives. And I get a lot of questions around how to deal with these individuals because they are either bullying you or they are talking you out of your dreams um, or you're just kind of using you in, in so many ways. Now, look, I'm not a therapist. I'm not a clinician. I am somebody who's speaking from direct experience and, and, and mentoring um, young folks out there. But I think there's about one out of 10 individuals in our lives who tend to be negative. They have a negative influence in our lives. And you can't just leave town, start all over again, change jobs, you know, to get away from these 10 percenters. I think we can, wherever we go, we will always find somebody or the other. In today's podcast, today's episode, I don't want to focus on, you know, these negative people and turn this into a rant. I want to be able to connect with the listeners in a way that you can benefit from some of the lessons I've learned dealing with these individuals. And I've, I've, I've put them in these five categories, and I'll get into those categories in a bit. But I want you to take lessons from each of these categories and, and apply them to your life. Before I get started, just a couple of things I want to say. First of all, we're dealing with humans. So I always say it's a good place to, the good place to start is have empathy for them. There's always a story, there's always, always a context to that, that human being and why that person is carrying a frown or a smile. Have a level of empathy. Also understand in that same breath that a lot of the individuals who may come across negative may not be negative. They just don't have the right communication skills or abilities to you know, convey their point. Um, I've come across so many of these individuals on a, on a monthly basis. They, they may have the right message, but the wrong tone. Um, and um, so, yeah, so make sure that you separate the messenger from the message. Have empathy. The second point I'm, I want to share is that the choice is yours. Have empathy and also know that you have the choice. The choice is yours to be happy or sad. The choice is yours to allow somebody to become your mental and emotional overlord or to become your teacher. You can allow somebody to violate your mental and emotional space or you can you can distance yourself from the person and think about how you can benefit from this interaction with that individual. Like I said, if there are 10% of these individuals around, that's plenty. So you can't run away from them. You can't lock yourself in a room. You have to deal with these toxic individuals. Yes, in some cases, in extreme cases, there are definitely some individuals that you have to distance yourself from. Uh, I'm talking more from a practical day-to-day, um, the sort of the average negative person and how to deal with that person rather than an extreme case. So like I said, there, there are five types of categories that I've bucketized uh, these individuals in. The first one is the intimidator, the intimidator, the one who intimidates. So this is the individual which we can call it the, the classic bully. It could be even an, an adult bully. It could be somebody who tries to push you around, who tries to be aggressive, um, who's always snubbing you, who's always kind of overpowering you in conversations or sometimes even physically. And uh, typically these bullies, you know, they have their own self-esteem issues. Um, they need attention and, and they're just playing out. 
But the thing is, when they play out, they're playing it out on you because you're allowing them. It goes back to my previous point that it, the choice is yours. If you allow people to bully you, they will. Now, obviously, this is all happening unintentionally. You obviously don't want to get bullied. That's, 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 a, that's a no-brainer. But we still do because some of us are, uh, you know, are more available, are more, more sensitive, are more open, um, are more unclear, are more uncertain. Whatever it is, we allow people to get into our lives and take over. The way to deal with a bully is to stay calm. It's very hard to do, especially when you know, somebody is being physically aggressive or screaming or yelling. Uh, it's also hard to do when somebody is pushing your buttons because of the silent treatment or the snide remark here and there. I get it. It's hard to stay calm when somebody's playing a nasty game. But remember, their aggression, the bully's aggression, feeds off of your fear. So if you starve them off your fear, they walk away, go to somebody else, get bored. But whatever it is, they will stop doing what they're doing. When I, stay, when I say stay calm, what I really mean by that is that you have to allow a lot of the stuff coming your way to just roll off your shoulders. Keep a smile on your face, laugh along, if, even if it's at your expense a little bit. Pretend that it doesn't bother you. Pretend, really. You have to, if you have to act, you have to act. But um, make sure that you're not giving into fear and your body language is not signaling that you, know, you, have, you have reacted to this person. You should only respond to this person with calmness and control. And yes, if somebody really gets in your face and, and is trying to be physically threatening and all that, yeah, then you escalate it. Then you either report it to somebody or you give them a warning, or what have you, but hold your ground. Now, what's the benefit from this? The benefit that you get is for a lot of us, we never get to stand up to a bully throughout our lives. And once we do once, we get a lot of courage points with ourselves. We build real confidence, in my opinion, I think, and we build real credibility with ourselves. You get to learn how to stay cool under tremendous pressure in real time. And I think, you know, you're also able to deal with issue isolation, right? So when you're able to separate the issue from the person and say, okay, focus on what's being said, not who's saying it and how he's saying it. And I think it helps tremendously in life. I think it's a, it's a fantastic transferable skill set where, you know, in life you're going to come into serious situations in real time, real pressure, and you get, you get good at dealing with um, those kind of um, circumstances. The second category of negative individuals, in my opinion, is the, the critic. This is the person who is constantly finding faults in others. Nothing is good enough. There may be insecurities or jealousies behind it, but frankly, nothing you can do can impress this person. I've been in that situation myself. And uh, what I found out was that when I really enhanced my competence, I was able to defend myself against the critic. So let me give you some context. I was a newcomer into this company. And the learning curve was pretty steep. This person was a manager of mine and he um, would just call me out in front of everybody. Every little mistake I made, he just sort of telegraphed it to everybody out there in the firm. And, um, you know, I didn't appreciate that. As a matter of fact, it, it kind of gave me a lot of anxiety. But 
what I found was that, and this is some of his peers guided me and, and mentored me on that. He said, look, you know, you just got to step it up a little bit. Um, this person is is feeding on you because you are still learning uh, and he has an ego problem and he wants to point out every little mistake, which he doesn't have to, but he does. This is just how he is. And if you take it to human resources, you know, their HR is not going to do anything about it. They'll just basically go back and forth and it's going to come down to a typical, you know, manager style discussion, which is a gray area and nothing's going to get done. So long story short was that he said, look, you just you just do your very best. Be prepared. Come into these meetings really sharp. Um, do a fantastic follow up and stay on top of the ball and, and, and see what happens. And I did exactly that. And that really, really helped me tremendously in two ways. You know, when I really challenged this uh, critic's ego with my competence, as in improved competence, where I was working harder, I was doing the job um, at much higher productivity, I was putting in late hours, I just knew my stuff better and better and better, and I kept getting exponentially better at what I was doing. I just realized that he didn't want to risk calling me out in front of anybody now because his ego would get in the way. So he kind of backed off both in public and private. But at the same time, I also benefited because the kind of job I was doing and the kind of effort I was putting in, the diligence, the dedication to work, I started getting noticed by superiors. And it really helped me later in my career. And it helped me catalyze my career, really. So I think in a, indirectly that critic really, really helped me. Now, I had to put myself in that frame of mind to benefit from that negative situation. I could have gone and vented to his peers or the HR and things could have gotten ugly. You know, who knows? But again, it goes back to the point I made earlier. It is your choice on how you deal with these people. I chose to deal with this individual to my benefit. So I would suggest to focus on your work and your preparedness and your conscientiousness to make sure that you don't leave any room for criticism because the critic needs tiny, tiny gaps to criticize, to feel alive. So you got to take that air out of his lungs, so to speak. The third one is the what I call the manipulator. This is the kind of person who loves playing social games. They love taking control over your communication, your narrative. I get all these complaints about so-and-so so twisted my words, so-and-so started this rumor, so-and-so uh, created this misunderstanding between family members or something like that. Remember one thing, the manipulator is a master of social timing and emotional triggers. They know you really well. They understand the overall dynamic in the social circle. They know the levers to pull. They can pretend to be very close to you. Then they can backstab you at the same time. And they want always want to keep you off balance so they can control the narrative, the way the world sees you. And I think manipulator is a great person to deal with because in a way that you, you learn how to take control of your story, how to really own your identity and, and, and compete for that. First, my suggestion is when you deal with these manipulators, remember, less is more. Don't share anything with them. This is not a shoulder you want to cry on. You keep your communication to a select few. Don't show them anger. Don't show them too much happiness. The more information you give them, the more they're going to be able to abuse that information against you. 
you will also classify your information in such a way where only few are privileged to that information. So shrink your inner circle a little bit, which makes your narrative again more bulletproof. Most of us say too much. We say too much. And when we say too much, we lose leverage. We lose the power that we have. So regain that power one step at a time dealing with these manipulators. The fourth one is the downer. This person can never be happy for you and he's always going to try to talk you out of your dreams, your hopes, your aspirations. These people make for great villains in your story. If you're the hero, they're the villain. But other than using them for motivational purposes, you know, so-and-so said this cannot be done. So-and-so said I will never be able to own a business and be successful and I proved them wrong. We hear these stories all the time. These individuals can help motivate you indirectly. They don't want to. They actually want to demotivate you, but you use them for motivation. You, you put it in your diary. This person said this about you. I'm going to prove them wrong. But the other side benefit that I've, I've found in my experience was that a lot of times these individuals had some really good information. Like a couple of times when I wanted to start a business and somebody said, well, it can't be done this way. Then I said, okay, well, how can it be done? Then they're compelled to share that information. Well, you got to do X, Y, Z. Okay. Well, then I said, okay, what about, you know, who should I talk to? And, you know, they're kind of, they sometimes get invested a little bit. And then they reluctantly share some information here and there. So what I found was that in a lot of cases, I was able to use them and their networks and their knowledge and their devil's advocate play that they were, they were doing to my advantage to help me think through things better. Obviously, winning them over makes great motivational stories, but also leveraging them for, for information is a fantastic side benefit. So always keep thinking about that. The last one is the, the one-upper. This person, you know, is always going to compete with you no matter what, from grades to salaries to, God forbid, even illness and diseases. There are people, believe me, there are people out there who would, if you tell them I'm pre-diabetic, they will say, oh, I am diabetic and I've been diabetic for the last 10 years. And they're not. But they, they're going to come up with stuff immediately on the spot, which, which kind of just kind of makes you shake your head. Um, and some of them really need, you know, therapy, proper therapy. But I'm, I'm not getting into that, into the medical treatments and, and the disorders and all of that. My point is this. This is, this is a tricky bunch. You will never be able to win an argument with them. But you need to know how to make your point, how to prioritize what you're saying. Because remember, you're, you're fighting for yourself. You're standing up for yourself. You're, you're in, a, in, a, in a conversation with somebody who really doesn't want to listen to you. And you're trying to um, be comfortable in, in a bit of a competitive dynamic. And you're doing a bit of a tug of war, a bit of a give and take in the conversation, if you will. And you've got to be tactful. You've got to be crafty. Obviously, you've got to be clear about what you're saying. And, and like I said earlier, well calibrated. This is a complex engagement in my, in my view. And I think if, you're, if you start getting good at it and how to deal with somebody who's stealing the spotlight and how do you kind of get your, get your two cents in as well and stay relevant and, and, and kind of you know, go toe to toe a little bit, this makes for very good deal making skills. So no matter what deal you make in life, whether you're you know, a businessman or a banker or what have you, it, it really helps you with negotiations and, and deal-making ability. You stand up for yourself 
and and you you know kind of force your agenda a little bit. Again, it helps you with tremendous confidence building. So, look, I think those are the five. Um, I think we humans are just fascinating. Clearly, there are nuances to the five types or categories I've described above, and these are fairly broad buckets. But I hope this was helpful because we all struggle with one or the other type of negative person in our lives. And we, we I think the struggle more so is, is this helplessness and how to deal with them. And, and I want to take it one step further, which is not just deal with them, but how to learn from them. So the choice is yours. I'm going to close this episode with a saying from this Chinese philosopher, Lao Tzu. And I think it sums up my thoughts in this episode quite nicely. He says, respond intelligently to unintelligent treatment. With that, I'm going to wrap it up and look forward to having future discussions on more interesting topics. Thank you very much for listening. Bye.